0: You're listening to... Whoa! Potluck. Potluck.
1: And you're listening to the Clubcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective.
2: It's
0: the Northcat baby, I'm a boss. Yeah. Carolina sauce with
1: the I'm the and the And hey everyone, welcome to episode one hundred and twenty of the Collabcast. It's Monday, May the something. May the fifteenth, twenty seventeen. Well we usually do Fridays. Now we change our date I to Mondays so me it. off. Uh, welcome, my name is Marvin Yue, joining me is Mindy Chang, and we're your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America, and this week we're joined by a very special guest, or guests hopefully, if, um, if uh, your your partner joins in We're starting with one, on. we're going to expand it um, too. We have Salima Karoma, the director of Bad Rap, the um, the documentary film about... Um, Asian American rappers that's premiering or coming out on streaming platforms next week,
2: May twenty third next next. Oh yeah, next week because it is Monday (laughs) right now. Yes,
3: welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you guys. Oh yay! (laughs) You guys, that was a great intro. I was so just ensconced in your (laughs) back and forth. I was, you know, I was just into it. So yes, hi guys. I'm Mm -hmm. Salima Kroma, the director of Bad Rap. The documentary thank you guys for having me on thank, thank you, you. <laughs> and
1: yeah this is our you know it's, it's not only asian-american perspective we, we bring we bring right. our friends like it. on yes, I'm,
3: too I, i'm a black girl i'm very <laughs> much a black girl
1: it's um but you made this great film about asian-american rappers that um, we actually helped present last year at the la asian pacific film festival we were
2: the official <laughs> presenters did you know that's Salima? <laughs> Oh, I had no clue. Yes. I know you
3: guys. I remember you guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it was um, because it was during that time. I think Minji was out of town for something.
2: I was always out of
3: town. Yeah. Like, so I had gone. to take
1: over yeah. and do the, do the little spiel at the beginning. <laughs> I was
2: pretty bummed to miss it. Like, seriously.
1: But yeah, so um, so I watched the film last week. Or not last week. Last year. Uh, Minji caught the film yesterday. Yesterday. And yeah.
2: It's amazing. <laughs>
1: like, I have so many. But,
2: but Okay. So you guys liked it? Yes. Yeah, of course. It, I you mean, it that. just for yeah. our like it, it hits so close to home in yeah. a lot of ways,
1: and it's like our friends too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for so like,
2: many reasons. Oh,
3: yeah. You guys know, you guys know some of the characters in the film.
1: We know all, all, of all three of the. <laughs> well, Minji knows all three I'm, of the main subjects. Actually, I, know I haven't met Lyrics, but he
2: was in our I Am Asian American show. Mm. So okay. yeah, he's
1: DC based. So we worked with him back when I was in um, when I was working with the DC team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Tanner told me anyway, but yeah, we we're friends. Aquafina's been on our podcast, and then Dumb's you know known collaboration. He's been part at the whole movement for years, and then Rec. I've I've met him a couple times. He probably doesn't remember me, <laughs> but I've, I've met him. In, the reason why he probably doesn't remember you is because he was probably drunk. That's why. <laughs> I was, I was no other say, reason. I was gonna.
3: say I can not believe
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was in a party setting. Settings. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs>
1: I met him in the middle of like a, it was like a live show he was doing with ISA. He had this like his blonde hair. Oh, moment. that too. Yeah.
2: The outdoor thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the other time that I met him, and it was just chaos. He might have been drunk. Yeah, they. The, the the blonde hair was very K-pop. Was very G Dragon of him. Indeed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot
3: of our friends are now doing the, like the silver, the teal. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but you're coming to us from you're in New York, right? You're New York based.
3: Yes, I am New York based awesome. by way of California.
1: Oh, awesome! We're well, in California.
3: Well, I'm Well, I, you know, I, I went to middle school in the Bay Area. Yeah. I s- other went other to, <laughs> right. And I went to high school in Sacramento, which is less, less. Yeah. And nine one six. <laughs> right? Okay. Nine one six. I have a nine one six number. Okay. And, out here, and out here in New York, you know, you know, when you go into like CVS and they're like, oh, can you type in your number or whatever? I always go nine one six and they go, you mean nine one seven? And I go, no, I mean nine one six. <laughs> nine one <laughs> six. Get it right. <laughs>
1: Like, right. Dino, Dino, um, and
3: you're then I went, I, I went to college at UCLA. So I was in LA for many years. Oh, nice.
2: Ruin.
3: Where do you live yes. in New York right now? I live in Harlem, uptown. Very
2: cool. Upper West uh, Side, right?
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes. But less, less what you think about when you think of Upper West Side and more black
2: Harlem and
1: Spanish Harlem right 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 I think I stayed in Airbnb there once it was was (laughs) fun. yeah
2: was was mine Marvin's like I know (laughs) it could have been hers he's like (laughs) Salima
1: didn't you have like a little it was just uh, it was just like German couple it was was nice <laughs> That's great. Um, but we're going to talk more about to you about your film making it and the upcoming distribution after our break but we always start our show off with a roundtable discussion where we talk about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture and this week well let's start with uh let's start with our guest lima what's on your mind Oh man,
3: I have a I have a few things that are on my mind. I, I don't I don't know how you guys normally do this, but no, you just say what i to say. Just go with it. Oh great. Okay. Okay. So I actually have a couple topics that I want to talk about. The first one, you guys know, uh, you guys have heard about what what happened with Bow Wow. You guys know about the Bow Wow challenge, right? I do not. Oh, you guys don't know about the Bow Wow challenge? Great, I'm I breaking feel so, news I feel here. So okay, right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know he's like <laughs> he's like yeah, I know. <laughs> But I, you guys I
3: know you guys know Lil Bow Wow. Yes, um, who's, not who, so little he's, anymore. who's now Bow Wow. Yeah, who now that he's a quote unquote executive producer and mogul uh, is Shad Moss, which is his government name. Oh. And um, so, a couple of days ago, he's promoting this show that I guess he executive produced called Growing Up Hip Hop. And, um, a few days ago, he's, get, I guess he's traveling for a press day to New York and he posts a picture on Instagram where there's a private jet and a couple of luxury cars. And he's like, I'm headed to New York for press day, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's like about to get on this private jet. And then somebody who happens to be on the same flight as he is, takes a photo of Bow Wow.
1: Oh no. Saying,
3: um you know, Bow Wow says he's on a private jet, but he's actually in a co- he's actually in coach with me, right? Oh, no. And so everybody it just starts going in on him Everyone just and just on him. like and so they created this thing called the Bow Wow Challenge, where you sort of like you pretend to be somewhere that you're not, oh and my so people God. become really clever with this, where they use sort of their their fingers to look like legs, and they, uh, you know, they have a photo a background on their laptop that looks like the beach, and you know, it's just like people are playing around with it, and I think it's real, you know, it's really funny. It's actually like a, a great meme. Yeah, it and is. B- Bow Wow comes out, and Bow Wow goes, you know. Everybody's always trying to talk about me, but all you guys fly Spirit Airlines because you guys are broke. And, oh, you know, he sort of keeps doing this thing, right? Uh-huh. And so the reason why this is on my mind is because I feel like people just need to be okay with themselves and stop yes. being insecure and stop trying to be something that you're not, which is like, I mean, <laughs> Great tie into bad rap,
2: right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just, I was about to say, is know, this a segue to the main yeah. segue? No, that's so true. I mean, yeah, you
1: you get caught in the best thing you can do is just go with it you know it's just go like, with it yeah. that's
2: what Tom did I'm sorry my friend Tom posted this yesterday yeah. he posted a, a, a picture of that's a <laughs> desktop background it's a desktop background but he was like I went hiking this morning it was so beautiful <laughs> hashtag bow wow challenge and I was like what the hell Tom and Tom's <laughs> random so I was just like okay he's just being silly but now it all that's makes sense that's
3: what it is and, and I'll tell you I was on the phone with um, I'm working on another project and I'm um, talking to ch- ch- former child actors. And one thing, one of the, one of them told me yesterday is the advantage I have when I go into an audition room is that I can play. I'm the only one who can play me. I'm the only one who can be me. Nobody can be me better than me. And you, you, you take that to, you use that to your advantage. The fact that you are yourself and you have a certain perspective, you don't have to be what people tell you you have to be or what you think you have to be. Yep. And so Bow Wow for me is just like this lost guy who's trying to be something or trying to live a life that he, nobody cares about. Yeah, And so, you know, with these artists in bad rap, I think that that's kind of like, you know, what they're trying to do. We can talk about that later, but yeah. like, I'm really big on just staying true to yourself and being real because that's how you're going to be successful,
2: period. Absolutely. And I think it's just like, you know, our, our millennial generation growing up, like just it's so much of the FOMO effect and trying to maintain an image and like you know I don't know my friends we always joke about like what what different platforms reveal about us because Instagram is like oh you Instagrammed your life which means it's like the best version the most filtered, <laughs> the perfect <laughs> angle and then Twitter's like what you really think on a moment to moment basis <laughs> and it's like nonsense and it's like things that you're mad about and then Facebook is kind of just I don't even know but it's like that's the yeah, life yeah. now you
3: know I can't even handle that's that
1: many. Hilarious. It is That's it is.
2: And it's
3: actually the reason why I deleted my Snapchat because I don't need, there's certain things that you just don't need and you need to ha- like have a good diet of social media. Like if you're going to have a, a, do social media, have a good diet. Like yes. I realize there's no reason for me to do Instagram stories and then also have a Snapchat. Yes. There's no Thank reason you. at all for me. So like, I think that we're scared you know, you know. I have some people say, "Oh, you deleted Snapchat. You're not seeing this and that." I'm okay not seeing this, yeah, it's this, and okay. that. I, I'm totally fine. With <laughs> I'm still you know a, what I mean? a, a citizen of the world. Like I'm still a human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a human. I actually am now making. I'm going to make it a point. I'm going to the Kendrick Lamar um uh, oh, concert oh in July. God. I'm going to make it a point to either a leave my phone at home or not record anything. Yes. I ne- How many times do you go? You go to a concert, you shoot the stuff, and then you go back on your phone and then you like relive it. Like, yep. I,
2: I've never really done that.
3: You know, I, it's just a bunch I of do it
2: only, and I get mad that I wasted space and that I wasn't paying yeah. attention. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, you go to a concert these <laughs> and days. Need to make
2: and make room on your phone. Yeah.
3: yeah. Everyone
1: has their phones up. No one's, like, actually watching. Yeah. Everyone's, like, watching their phones. Like, dude.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Have,
3: it's just it's have not your fun f- anymore. Have your
1: friend record it and just watch it yourself.
2: Okay. if I, Like, uh, for the caveat, there are people that need to be social media-ing for work, etc. Sometimes That's I have to sure. do that for class. So there's, there's you know... There there are exceptions, Absolutely. but we're just trying to take this moment to recognize sometimes we need to be a little <laughs> bit present that's and all, less about all. the image. You know, it's okay.
1: That was mine. This
3: bow wow challenge. That's awesome.
2: it all makes sense now.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: now I want to go check the hashtag.
1: I'm gonna figure out my bow wow challenge. I know. I was like that Marvin's was awesome.
2: plotting right now, he's like, What am I gonna do? Where am I oh, right Mark. now? Oh, <laughs>
1: I'm gonna go somewhere no one expects
2: And do like a charcuterie
1: platter. (laughs) Everyone everyone expects that.
2: I know. Marvin's a foodie, so it has to be something not foodie. You have to do something. Hey, I got, I got complimented
1: from my amateur foodie photography on my Instagram. No, you're very Travis good. Travis Atreo is a very big fan.
2: No, you're very good. You're very <laughs> talented. I do you invalidate. have a blog? And
3: is it called Starving Like
2: Marvin?
1: No. Oh I'm pretty God. sure that's taken.
2: No. Um,
3: uh,
1: it's, just, it's just my oh. name. Marvin. Not just yet. add a
2: number at the end, Marv. Why are you like <laughs> shutting it down even look into it? Don't shut it down. I don't want
1: it to become a job. Then it takes all it's the joy away job. from it. It's
2: not a job. It's a perk. You're going to do it anyway. Get free food. <laughs> <laughs> the bloggers they'll be like Mar- starving Just like marvin they're gonna be for like for your reference starving like marvin.com
3: is is open and free so, uh, so you know. thank
2: you salima i'm gonna
3: have to i'm gonna have here. to pick
1: it up before monday where everyone else in the world picks it up
2: yeah you need to do it
3: Zach. i've been
1: collecting um urls i actually have a uh, Minji's um future company url the little do you I might.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, we have to talk. To sell
1: it back to her later.
2: <laughs> I mean, give it to me. <laughs> sell it to me.
1: Uh, what's on your mind, Minji?
2: Um, it's just this, the, the the latest whitewashing thing.
1: Oh, the, um, the Ni-i-ha. Hawaiian Niihau. Ni-ha. I think it's just, oh. Which yeah. means hello. No, yeah. Shut ni- up. <laughs>
2: um But, yeah, I just love Tamlin Tamita's clapback response.
1: Because right. she wrote a
2: letter to the producers, just like, in lovely bullet points, just shutting it down in every aspect.
1: So, Tamlin Tamita, um, actress who played, um, who was in Karate Kid 2, and, and in every guy's Club, crush. every Waverly Asian dude's, like, adolescent crush, I guess? Yes. That's, like, a generation above yeah. me. Um Sorry, didn't mean to age her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my mom from Timo, she's still beautiful. I'm crushing on yeah. her now. She's gorgeous. She's
1: awesome. Um, she's supposed to be on the show. We keep like missing mi- missing our our windows because she keeps going to Germany to film her her TV series. Um, but she read the script, right? She yeah. She was sent the script and like was like, this is this is hot garbage.
2: Yeah. Did, have you heard of this controversy?
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard, of course I've heard of this controversy what? and I'm not surprised that the script was, was bad because uh, they already made terrible decisions, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: it was just on its way to like unfolding as such, but it's, I heard it's yeah. like an independent film. It's not like a major Hollywood film, but you know, across yeah, I mean, the board, I mean, it should be shut down. The, like the, no one.
1: It was a deadline or Hollywood reported, the first report of the casting mm-hmm. and they didn't specify any major studio backing or anything, which leaves me to like, this is probably just some like,
2: passion project passion
1: project but But like
2: but in what world so apparently i think it's if i'm correct and then this is this guy the main character zach mcgowan he's the one like really spearheading this project and they're saying like people were judging it like in a moment of vanity he like he cast himself as a lead he (laughs) looks
1: like like poor man's bradley cooper to start off yeah right (laughs) like and he i don't know it's it's um like, like usually indie films is like the one place where asians can play like characters right because that's exactly. where people can
2: i mean you're just gonna get yeah. a you're gonna run the <laughs> gamut with like people who want to make their passion projects what they want to play what they want to tell and I it's think...
1: also based on like a false interpretation yeah of the, history, the story
2: too. is not it's even a real accurate. person
3: right yeah it's, a, yeah. it's about a real
1: it's a real human being that lived
2: right
3: yeah yes. and
1: then basically Like yeah, like a Japanese fighter like crash landing on the island, and then
3: right, right, right.
1: Like this, it's it's about like a like. Sorry about that, (laughs) everyone. Uh, We had some audio technical difficulties, but in on the brighter note, we found Jakey.
0: Yeah, hey guys, what's going on? We discovered him.
1: Jakey Cho is the co-producer of Bad Rap, um, the documentary that uh, Selima made about Asian Americans, rap and rap in the rap game.
2: It sounded obviously. really cool there. Yeah, you sounded like, really, a really, a little, really, really, really cool. We're going we're gonna to gloss over that. <laughs> really just hit, keep going to power through, Marvin. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's down. You're, told, you're so down. Now. Oh, my God. I'm lit, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excuse me. I'm <laughs> doing the fleek. Um, Jackie's
2: like, what did I get just <laughs> jumped into? <laughs> uh,
1: no, no, no. I'm listening. I'm, I'm
0: thoroughly entertained right now.
1: <laughs> so... um Catch you up, Jake. We were talking about the, uh, the latest whitewashing incident that happened this week with a, the whitewashing of.
0: I
2: think it's Niiho.
1: Niiho, ni'iho uh, which is the story of. Uh,
2: ben. But I can't I say I ben, can, ben. I'm
1: going to look ben, it up right now. Go
2: for you. Yeah, so anyway, um, we were just. Wait, Salima, so you were saying that. Oh, I had this on the tip of my brain. You had to go on Google. That's okay. Um,
1: ben Kanahili. I think is how I pronounced it. it's probably not how it's really pronounced, but
2: apologies to pacific Islanders <laughs> for any mispronunciation. yeah um
1: but yeah the, the incorrect i think we were talking about how they incorrectly um like identified his- this as the the um the triggering event that caused the incarceration of Japanese Americans, which is factually mm-hmm. inaccurate it's like a Oversimplification based on like some like conservative blogger or writer or someone. I mean,
2: how often does that happen with any film because they just want to make it like entertaining and oh, it'll be so much more
3: cool this way. And it just wait, so they took so they took a story that was actually already a story and they took a bunch of I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, a bunch of white people. Who wrote this independent film and almost did a revisionist tell uh, his uh, revisionist telling of the story? Basically, basically,
1: yeah. I think oh, wow. oh, that's I, the I case. So that's surprised. Yeah, that's crazy,
2: right? Because it's
3: just it's, history. It's, like it's,
1: it's so outside of the character, really.
2: Like when does that ever happen? <laughs> it's so weird. And like they, it's like the order of events didn't actually happen that way. And then the way that they wrote, like even the names that they gave characters, yeah. down to like what actually caused incarceration and like what the story behind the Pilots who were, they they shot and, all and like that. their big their
1: big uh, mistake was to invoke this specific history where which you know Japanese american Native Hawaiians are very 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 aware of yeah you know
2: that's like, their story <laughs> yeah. God well, that's forbid I don't, oh, I don't
3: think that a lot of Amer a lot of Americans know the story yeah right so like I was I I, I was reading um uh, uh, I don't remember who wrote the article but about how hurtful this is. To Hawaiians in terms of just like historically sort of, you know, uh, the U.S. came in, colonized, um, doesn't even consider even to this day, you know, oh, it's just a, you know, I didn't know a judge from an, from some island off the coast, you know, <laughs> yeah. hearing these kinds of things. And then all of a sudden they're going to take your own history and then profit, profit off of it. That's like really ballsy.
0: I mean, Hawaii itself is like a culmination of that. You know, like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like there's a great South Park episode. I don't know if you guys, you guys ever seen it. <laughs> I, just have uh,
3: seen it. I have never seen There's a South Park
0: not. episode where, like, you know, the native Hawaiians, they all live in, like, a resort. And by native, they're talking about, like, white grandfolks with, like, Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. Because yeah. they're themselves natives. And, like, uh, this <laughs> new Bahama. wave of tourists coming in. They, they are, like, considered invaders. So it was, like, a lampooning of, like, what is considered native Hawaiians and, yeah. um, like, you know, white privilege. Like, it is pretty much epitome that kind of it not only just exists in like, in, within the continent, but, like, in this native country. Because Hawaii, uh, up until, like, the early 20th century, was just, like, a complete independent It was a sovereign kingdom, right? With yeah. its own culture and religion. <clears throat> and that was kind of stripped off and a lot of like Hawaiians like they kinda even lost their native language because yeah. it was forced upon them to speak or learn English. Um yeah. so yeah, it's kind of bugged out that
1: um yeah, we, we, in twenty seventeen. We, we've heard the story before. <laughs> make a film. Yeah. It keeps
2: happening though. That's just like, and that's what I was saying. It's like, it, it's an indie film and we're we're discussing how it's not like a, ma- no major but studio, like, but even at that level like, it needs th- to th- be shut th- the Is there hell a down. threshold
1: where we should, shouldn't should be no, outraged about that this? Like, it saying. shouldn't happen no matter what, that's right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That
2: I don't think the outrage is uncalled for and everybody who's like bitching that Did we're you, overreacting. It's like, well, go check yourself. If somebody's trying to erase <laughs> you and rewrite your history, <laughs> Like, you'd be causing yep. a little bit of a ruckus, too. So, my, my favorite part Dude, that Down. Shit is
3: really annoying. It's really annoying. <laughs> and you want to know what? I always say this I don't know. Did you guys watch Moana? Hell yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. So,
3: one of the things that I love about Moana is this idea that, like, if you don't know your history, you can't really go forward. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think you're, if you don't realize that your history is so much bigger than what they've taught you, then you're going to still, you're going to feel so small. So, for people to, to, like, take your history as if it's not yours. That is really, like, that, it takes a price, you know what I mean, on on you and on your culture and on your the way you feel about yourself, right? you know?
0: Right. totally, totally. And I, I think Salima and I, you know, just, like, when we're not always talking about bad rap, even though we always talk about bad rap, <laughs> um, when we're just talking about, like, random shit. Um, I think a lot of the conversation that we had, one of the conversations that we had was about having knowledge knowledge of self which essentially mm-hmm. is the same thing as knowing your history mm-hmm. and no, we just
3: talked about that we were just talking about that because we were yeah, talking about yeah. the, bow wow, the bow wow challenge and how bow wow doesn't know himself
0: <laughs> yeah 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 like i mean like drake said you really got to know yourself you know <laughs> like um, mm-hmm. and i feel like it's really uh, because um salim i don't know if you if you remember but we had this conversation about um, like African American or Black identity in America, and how yeah. there's a lot of confusion because a lot of Black <laughs> Americans stepped away from their history, and they didn't really. They st- a lot of uh, a population here. They're still kind of fighting to figure out who they are in America, right? Mm-hmm. And whereas right. like Asian, whereas Asian Americans, we are like immigrants, and we know where our parents are from. We know like where our heritage is. So I feel like. There is, like, an importance to that, and maybe that is one of the reasons why, like, Asian Americans were kind of, not only Asian Americans, but, like, brown Americans or Latino Americans, like, they kind of understand, even though their, like, immigration history to the States is lesser, I mean, I wouldn't even say African American experience is an immigration history, but they understand, like, their self a little better, you know? Um, Yo, because... you know what?
3: Can we just can we just point out that J.K. attributed know yourself to Drake and not like God? <laughs>
0: like the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <mean, laughs> like, he is the sixth God.
3: He is the sixth, God. Is sixth God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's Yeah, having
0: knowledge of self is like crucial, I feel like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you have to go into just the whole like immigration patterns, like why people moved here, why things happened. I was listening to this great episode of um the United States of Anxiety, which is coming back for a second season. And that sounds
2: like my podcast.
1: They're talking about, it's a podcast from, W, I think, WNYC. Um, and it's about, like, just how well, how America came to this point of just, like, constant anxiety. And the first episode was about Indian immigrants and how Indian immigrants have always been seen, like, basically used. Oh, so I seen, listened to that. Yeah. I listened to that
3: yesterday. That was a great podcast. It was podcast, really good.
2: I think it, yeah. Ah, yeah, that was great. That was cool.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now I knew that. <laughs> Sorry. And, but... No no. And they're they're talking about how, you know, immigrants are like they get pitted against each other for different reasons. And at any given time, an Indian immigrant can be either a poo from like the quickie mart or this like oh this perfect immigrant that you should all like aspire to, right? And they're or saying how hey, like, you know, a terrorist. Yeah. Or a terrorist, yeah, exactly. like or a Sigma. Exactly. And like basically even the whole model minority uh, myth came about because America needed scientific talent to catch up with the Soviets during the space race and started importing like computer scientists and like engineers from India –
2: well I okay yeah. I listened to NPR yesterday where they're talking specifically about how the uh, international applications for colleges mm-hmm. especially well they're they're talking specifically about California schools but how it's dropping drastically and specifically by country some of them are down like yeah. India is down 40% mm. this year and they're well, like that's Well
3: it's called a, they call it a brain drain right I yeah. think that's what they were talking about yeah. about how um because they're there, I don't know if it's cuz there's not a lot of opportunities in India for specific jobs, they come out, they, they, or they come to the U S because that's the prestige. So there's quote unquote, this brain drain of them coming here. And I think because of sort of like the, um, The anti-immigrant, anti-Indian, anti-Arab sentiment that a lot of them are like, okay, I'm not going to brain drain and come to the U.S. I'm going to stay in India and actually put in to this economy.
2: I'm going to go. I'm not going to pay to go to a different country, get hate crimes, you know, (laughs) exactly. on
0: top of that, like, you know brown people figured out like yo we could kind of create our own atlantis called dubai and once we get rich (laughs) in india like we're just gonna move over there
1: and buy ferraris and have tigers in our living room
2: (laughs) and live on the 78th
1: floor or something
2: Mm -hmm. something i mean yeah Yeah.
1: one last thing i want to talk about this topic for before we move on is um i think jakey makes an interesting point but i think in terms of like just comparing immigration also immigration patterns like you know give us give the asian american community like three four more generations and then i think you'll mm. see more of this this what happens right because mm. um i think even with um, with the the slave trade and the the, the movement of slaves to america yeah. um you know the africans were able to also keep their keep their culture through, right. like, song and through other, like, means besides, you know, community. through oral histories, right, in community. Yeah. And that led to things like the jazz movement and hip-hop and things that, you know, the Asian-American community is starting Evolution to, like, you know, art. You know I, I think a lot of ways our our Asian-American community was were able to get a head start because of the the strides made by not only the Asian-Americans who came during the gold rush, but, you know immigrants before like the african-american but, but, but black yeah.
3: people had uh the the Har- we had the uh the harlem renaissance we had the chicago run like yeah. we had a, a renaissance of art mm-hmm. and i mean J.K., i don't know if you would say this is that t- and, and actually black people are having another renaissance in art that's happening right now and i wonder if that's happening for asians as well
0: no, totally. I mean, yeah. I think historically, like Asian Americans were brown Americans, were any immigrants of this current generation wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the civil rights movement in mm-hmm. the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like like a lot of those civil rights activists have really breaking doors down, whether or not they were fighting for us. As, I mean, us as in like Asian Americans, like it really did help, uh, you know, bring allow different type of uh, ethnicity and groups to really uh get settled or at least have have the understanding of settlement in America. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I agree with Salima that um yeah, I feel like it is a mm-hmm. uh, like a new renaissance uh, an age of renaissance for uh people of color um and especially in fields of art and I feel like it has a lot to do with our first black president um Barack Obama, you know, yeah. like yeah. I think it was like a, so <laughs> during the Bush era like the the sentiment was pretty much like anti-establishment, anti-war. And then when Obama, this relatively young black president who actually embraced hip-hop by then, which became this international genre for all race and creed, uh, he kind of embodied that. And with him being at the forefront of America, like, I think the national sentiment and the media climate, a lot of the dialogues that weren't happening before started to happen And Obama also kind of came along. He's like the first Twitter president. You know, he's Mm. like the first social media president, if anything. Mm. (laughs) So I think a culmination of all of that allowed for young people to feel empowered and to want to participate in media. And also it kind of gave pressure to people that had power or that still has power to say, okay, like we didn't give a fuck about y'all before. But now because the social climate has changed and now you guys are being a little bit more disruptive. Whether it's physically or through social media, like we kind of need to fill a quota at least. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's completely there, but they are feeling like, okay, like we do need to kind of give a little bit of effort. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that's why, like, a show like Donald Glover doing Atlanta could happen. Like, that's why, like, Issa Ray mm-hmm. could have a show. Yeah. That's why, mm-hmm. like, uh, Jordan even, Peele. Jordan yes. Peele. And <laughs> even, like, artists like Aquafina, who is in our film Bad Rap, is able mm. to get those type of recognitions and those type of platforms and opportunities that i feel like maybe 10 years ago it would have been very bleak right you know what i
1: mean yeah i mean we talk about this uh, a couple times on our podcast too like the the obama era and this backlash that we're seeing now is really just a it's a clash between like what america what america do we want to see in the future is it gonna be
3: mm-hmm. like
1: business as usual white dominant america or is it this multicultural like oasis or like well it's funny because
2: i don't even feel like it's an option that's what i think it's like get up to speed with reality that's not an option (laughs) for you you don't have a choice either you can climb on board and let's be harmonious to some whatever degree we can be or keep fighting it you can fight it it's not gonna stop (laughs) like no one's going back to their countries well there's like a 40 percent drop (laughs) coming from countries right now yeah
1: momentarily I mean, that's always been the American experiment, right? Is can you get all these people from different communities? Even in the beginning, like the colonies, there are different communities. They were like the Puritans, who are like the st- super prudes. I love how we're And in the like, cult you know, like, <laughs> colonies of America. I mean, even back then, it was like, how can these people band together and like yeah, work made, together even know, yeah
0: like only a hundred years ago like <laughs> italians and irish people that are like a predominant white group <laughs> of people in new york city where the east coast like they were considered like dirty
1: yeah they were
0: considered like dirty like they were they the way that they were treated i mean i don't know if it was to the same degree that how brown people get you know treated now but you know they weren't welcomed you know what I'm saying? I know that for a fact. That so, was a movie
2: that, um, uh, that movie Brooklyn, hmm. which I was like, it was a really beautiful movie, and but it was like the girl immigrating from Ireland, and I was like, girl, at least you know the language. I was like, what are <laughs> you crying about, and and uh, right. but it was really moving though because it, it touches on everything you're talking about, Jakey, because it's like she's dating an Italian guy, and like, God forbid. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> we know what's crazy though, like me being a Korean American immigrant who grew up in Queens and kind of even seeing my neighborhood slowly changing, not even with like white transplants from the Midwest or something, but like people from China that has a lot of money that yeah. are coming into the neighborhoods I grew up in and like buying up condos and really not really, you know, like being trying to assimilate into the community. Not really being Like there. I start, I sometimes check myself, like, damn, like, am I becoming, like, an Asian redneck? <laughs> like, the way that I'm, like, perceiving some of these new wave Chinese immigrants that are coming, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I feel like once you're, like, in an area, like, when, when your surrounding or what you know as your comfort zone kind of gets shifted in whatever way that you might not feel necessarily comfortable about, there's, like, mm-hmm. this immediate defense mechanism that comes out of people. and. Totally. Yeah, and, and, and in terms of white people, like that defense mechanism is a little bit extreme. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> like, a little extreme, but you know, like I feel like that's kind of like tantrum that they're going through, you know what I mean? And mm. yeah, like they just kind of have to get over it because one of us is gonna fuck your daughter, you know what I mean? And like we're yeah. gonna make this together. So And
3: then, I don't you know, know like, if that's the, the goal,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> um I mean I feel like we, we've Kind of run out of time on this um, on this roundtable <laughs> segment. Already, we're gonna, no, yeah. it was, don't sorry. That
2: was we're awesome. going to
1: take a quick break. We're going to skip my topic. I was going to talk about it was Mother's Day yesterday. Happy Mother's Day, you guys all have plans we're <laughs> because we're recording on Friday. Is Monday. Um, yes. but Monday. I'm just going to leave it at Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thank you for all you do. And yeah.
2: By the way, on my way here, I listened to Tupac <laughs> for the song for his Mom, and I started crying.
1: That's oh not pump my up music.
2: That's my favorite Tupac song, it's by moving. Way. Shut up. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Alright, awesome. we're gonna take a quick break and come back and talk more with Salima and Jakey about bad rap. Stick around.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey guys, it's Marvin here. Thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the API community. You can learn more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org, that's collaboration with the K. where you can also find our other digital content offerings such as videos, blog posts, and podcasts like this one. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, an independent collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters. Find out more about the collective and our great programs by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com. In addition to the clubcast, you can now also hear the other programs of the Potluck Collective on Spotify as well. It's all part of the Spotify APA Heritage Month hub. On it, you can find podcasts hosted by Asian-Americans as well as playlists curated by Asian-American artists. You can check out the hub now by going to Spotify.com APAHM. And before I forget, just a quick reminder, you can currently only listen to podcasts on Spotify on their mobile app. We have a lot of really great programs from the Paula Collective, so I hope you take some time to listen. And please share with your friends. Now that we're on Spotify, it should be easier than ever to let people know about not only the Clubcast but the other great programs of the Paula Podcast Collective. And that should do it for this update break. Again, please follow Collaboration and all our social media links for the latest in Asian American pop culture and Collaboration events. Um, now let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. is episode one twenty.
2: Hi guys. How's it going? We're
1: here with the filmmakers of Bad Rap, a documentary about Asian American rappers um trying to um, make it make it in the game. Um <laughs> our friends
2: who've <laughs> yeah. been hustling. We're with you know, they're, they're not
0: trying to make it. They're just trying to stay like humble and like just have this the uh, you know moderate. Disposable income. That's that's what they're looking yes,
2: for. Yes. I
1: always tell um I was tell like our aspiring artists cause we we work with a lot of aspiring artists here collaboration like, you know one of the things you have to realize is you got to be okay with being okay. Right, gotta be okay with just space. Well, uh,
2: for yeah. me, I, I don't frame it exactly that way. I'm like, you need to be humble. Like, <laughs> y- reach for the stars, but you're not entitled to anything. You gotta put in the work. That's yeah. a little like, it's a little like, I've done three shows. Why isn't anything happening in my life? I'm like, <laughs> I get it, but also, that's like everybody. You gotta work. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, I was doing my intro and then it got sidetracked. Oh, oh, okay, well, um, yeah. we're here with mm-hmm. director Salima Karoma and co producer um, Jakey Cho. Welcome to the show. Hey, officially we didn't um, we didn't introduce Jakey like officially because he jumped in the middle of the last segment. But uh, yeah, sorry about that. All good. Glad you could join. Yeah, glad you can join us. Um,
2: How's all the promo going, guys? So you guys have like, so today is the fifteenth. You guys have eight days until it's released. (laughs) So it must be a little crazy right now, right?
0: Um, I mean, Salima. I mean, what do you think? Is it is it hectic? (laughs)
3: Uh, I don't know. I think we're so numb. <laughs> we're, we've been doing this for so long. We can't even tell. I can't tell what I'm feeling. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's <laughs> just so
3: much. There's just so many other things aside from promo that's on our mind. Promo is like the easiest right now. It's your break, um, okay?
0: We're your breath. we share. All <laughs> right. Therapeutic for us. Good. good.
3: Yeah, yeah. The, the promo is the good thing. The, the hardest thing right now that we're dealing with is you know like subtitles. Things like subtitles. Oh, wow. Right. Um. And, I mean, there's many reasons why. One of them being that hip-hop, uh, a film like this is very slang-heavy. Mm. How do you translate some of these things into Hindi or into Polish oh or into God. Russian? Like, you, we have an entire battle, battle rap, uh, you know, 12-minute battle rap scene. Oh, that's all like that the stuff turtle? has to make sense. They're all punny. They're all, like, <laughs> full of wordplay yeah. and puns. How do you make that... How do you subtitle that? So that's a whole other thing. I mean, there's so many different facets, facets that's
1: of true. the subtitling
3: that this film is not, does not mesh with. You know, even from the idea of the, that, there's so much slang. Even to get it done in English, the people who are doing our captions don't understand it. Even in English, they don't understand what it means. To, um, so, like, oh, I'm gonna go chill with my friends. They don't know what chill means. You I'm know gonna go be cold with they, my friends. It's right, exactly. You know, or you know, there's here. a portion where dumbfounded says, um, you know, I did a show and there were mad labels there. And you know they started panicking. What is Mad Labels? What is Mad Labels? Is that a, is that a band? Is, and it's you know. So we just have so you know. I would love to just focus on promo, but there's those things that we have to only J K and I can solve those things. Wow. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. For yeah, for sure. Like I mean, even like smallest, like some some people might consider it like minute, but for us is like it, it means a lot. Like for instance, like. Uh, a certain promo package you know like it's not really to our standard um and we kind of have to like debate amongst ourselves like okay how do we tell these people that this is not something that we are completely fond of you know what i mean like yeah. a lot of semantics a lot of back and forth but you know it's all part of the process and we exp- we, we appreciate it this is like has been like a, a crash course for, I feel like, both of us to like learn how to make things like this happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it has been it has been a lot of fun.
2: I mean, it seems like, well, for the dog, and my first question was, because I watched this yesterday, so it's still fresh on my mind, how long did the whole process take from start to finish and making it? <laughs> uh,
3: uh, two- about 2012, uh, end of 2012. Got great, it. Like November of 2012 was when we shot maybe our first frames wow. for it. Um, and then everything else came in waves. So it was everything, you you know, everything was a stage. So you had the fundraising stage, which was like a whole, you know, a couple of months. You had the actual production stage, which uh, spanned over about three years. You had, you know, there was just the festival stage, the editing stage, those things just took a lot of time. And on top of that, J.K. and I were working full time. So, and I was of the only editor, are. I edited the whole thing. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't like we we could hire some people, you know,
1: um, yeah. we didn't
3: have that money. So it took a long time for us to do, not because of, just because of logistics.
0: Right. Yeah, totally. Like, put. yeah, I mean, Salima pretty much shot, recorded, and like edited the whole film herself, you know what I mean? And uh, like, we didn't start this film thinking that we're going to get like a budget from a particular network. So like every process was like fundraising or me going around people asking for money and, um, <laughs> you know, really just like figuring out that whole process. And um, it was, it was really, and you know, like it's, it's interesting you brought that up because um, you know, recently like I had a conversation with a colleague who said, like, yo, like, basically this person was implying, like, yo, why did it take y'all so long? Don't you think it's a little late? You know mm. what I mean? And um mm. I was like, okay, I get where you're coming from. But then again, like, you don't understand what it takes to make an indie film from scratch, my guy. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Especially documentary. I mean, even. Yeah, like, just I mean, especially uh, any film. Like, because yeah. when we go to certain film festivals, like, you meet filmmakers that take six, seven, eight years to make one thirty-minute short.
2: Yep, you know what I mean.
0: And like, it's this isn't like a uh, like a content that you just pump out in your bedroom and just put it on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, we do this shit for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yo, respect the process, my guy. You know I mean? and, uh,
1: and I mean, yeah, so e- even though the the footage is you know from a few years ago, I mean the themes are still very much like relevant
2: incredibly relevant i feel like more relevant now
0: yeah i mean i i I definitely think it is relevant but i'm not gonna uh because rap especially in a social media climate like it changes constantly you know like uh like every few months i'm hearing about an artist with a new sound that I just feel like old and old every time, you know what <laughs> I mean. And um, it it's definitely has an impact on our film as well because some of the characters that are in the film they're in complete different stages of their career, sonically, uh, monetarily, uh, you know, geographically. So, it's, it's, I mean, Salima can speak on this more, but you know, like we couldn't capture everything. You know, if we are going to continuously capture everything, like this film wouldn't be a film. It would be like a Netflix ongoing series (laughs) where like, you know what I mean? Which would be dope. (laughs) Yeah. We would have been doing this for like 10 years for the rest of our life. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Salima, can you just kind of tell them about like when we had to make the decision to cut this shit off? You know what I mean?
3: Um, So, but what was the question? The first, the initial question?
2: We were just like I wanted to know kind of like the birth of it because well, I wanted first question was like how long did it take to make but now actually my biggest question is how did it start? Yeah, because
1: well, it started as um, Salima it was, it was your your end? film thesis, right? Or your and then
2: Jakey's yeah. talking about yeah. when did we have to cut it off? So it's like <laughs> what are the bookends to this? Film? Oh,
3: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, I, actually the 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 question of how did we have to end it? <clears throat> I think for me now is more interesting. Um, because the thing about a documentary is life continues, right? Life is, life doesn't just, uh, end at a good stopping point, right? You're continuously going on. So the question is, where do we stop it? And, you know, not only, you know, you're right, J.K., hip, uh, rap is ever changing. And like, so are these characters. So at the, when I stopped shooting, when I stopped shooting, um, lyrics was sort of like almost getting ready to be done with rap. I think he was like giving up, you know? And his whole, th- you know, I thought, okay, after this film, he's just gonna go into like, you know, banking or something. <laughs> and after we were done making the cut, he is now part of uh, Yox, right? You're the Ox, uh, which is a duo with him and his buddy, J.O. Mm-hmm. And they're like going viral, they're on tour, he's k- killing it, like, you would have never known that from the, the film that we actually have right now because, mm-hmm. you know, he was sort of at a resigned point. But we're okay with that because people are always changing. So you just have to bite the bullet and say, okay, uh, on this date we're done. Let's get into the editing process. Like that's how you really have to do it or else you're going to be shooting
2: forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then Miss Aquafine. I was supposed to like. He was talking geographically, and I was like, yeah. I was like, just on Instagram before this conversation, looking at uh, Nora. Well, she's, uh, she's, uh, in, she's in, uh, in Kuala Lumpur. Right?
1: Oh, yeah, Malaysia. with yeah. all the monkeys
2: yeah. like kicking yeah, like, for crazy rotations. <laughs> <rich ages. laughs>
0: yeah, like in every sense of the way, all these guys are like in different places. Like Rec was in New York when we shot this, and now he moved like indefinitely to LA.
2: Yeah, you know
0: what I mean, and. It's, it's like it was kind of like and also like this climate of the culture has also shifted drastically too. like when we first started this film, like Sai was the biggest Asian <sighs> media face in the world. And we all know like Sai is not as relevant as he was when Gangnam Style came out. Mm-hmm. And there's like a whole new breed of Asian rappers from Asia, like Keith Abe, Rich Sugar, and so on and so forth. So. You know, if we like, it, we just have to kind of like cut it out after a certain point, and just say like, okay, this is the story we're trying to tell. If y'all want to tell these other story, you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: But you you spark so, that flame now. Yeah. Now it's like people, it's time for
1: bad rap part two.
2: Because for me, it's like <laughs> I've, these are all every everybody, almost every, I say like ninety percent of the people that you guys interviewed and spoke with, I've I've know personally or met or like have listened yeah. to. Like this, this very yeah. much part of my life that I've been following and worked with through collaboration. And it's just like for me, it was like really an in-depth look into their world where it's like, I know them through the community. We go to the same events and like, I yeah. kind of superficially know their music and like, you know, stuff that they put on Instagram, basically. And we know their yeah. artist
1: personas, like how they are right. backstage. Right. <laughs> like how the, they are yeah. on YouTube and right. things like yeah. that.
2: But it's like, it's it's a really different look at the entire hip-hop community, the rap community, just kind of like seeing everybody's passion and like why and what they're up against. Like for me, watching Rick my parents own a tri-cleaners. I'm sorry, but that whole segment, I was like super emotional because he's like, that's what I do. I help my parents, you know, like, and I'm an actor and it's like not the thing that that took me about like three years to even get it out of my mouth to my dad. Yeah. And um, just seeing all of that, like it was really in depth and just see the battle scenes and see how, how like, I'm sorry, it's just so testosterone filled and so like belligerent and like in your face. It makes me understand and like, honestly empathize or like commiserate so much more with them as people because i was like that's yeah. your world you know so i don't know i could go on for days about it. I just <laughs> yeah, really
0: please it. say more we love to hear about ourselves <laughs> and what we've done great
2: i love that conversation that you have with rec though jakey like about the video it was just such a like you know, that's that's a real conversation that artists and that people that have yeah. some sort of power with the what they're putting out in the universe and like what you're saying and what you're representing about yourself. Like, I've never met you in person, but I was like, wow, I really respect this conversation <laughs> happening because right. that, that is a right. hard conversation to bring up to a friend or like, you know? You're
3: talking We're, about race. We're talking about race and um sort of
2: appropriation and appropriation and, and sexism, and sexism all How of that. Yeah. I was like,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. And it's also kind of ironic because right after that, like, I'm kind of like being sexist against Aquafina Loki, like, <laughs> in the next scene while oh. talking shit with Dumb. Oh, where? Um. Yeah, and not it's, in it's, that it's,
3: way. You're not that bad. You're just yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: like, like you know. You're, some people you're, might you're perceive just, it that You're, you're
3: giving you're giving some insight into um, the industry and if the 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 industry will accept Aquafina and how. So I think that you are sort of being a, a manager, thinking like a manager. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, thank you guys for framing it that way. Uh, yeah. that's, that was my intention, but I don't know yeah. how other people think. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I, I, but, you know, like, like it's. I do agree, like, the part that you said about Rick's uh, parents, Um, me being a Korean-American immigrant, and a lot of my friends that came to some of the earlier screenings were also Korean-American boys that grew up in America. Some of their parents actually had dry cleaner jobs or had nail salons or other, like, small businesses that kind of expected excru- excruciating hours, you know, yeah. and a lot of them kind of broke down you know what i mean cuz yep. it was like the first time like their stories were displayed on a bigger screen uh captured on camera so yep. i feel like those type of conversations are uh so necessary uh Salima and i always kind of emphasize like it's great to kind of tell pe- stories uh, uh you know stories about people of color by people of color
2: yeah um
0: and i feel like that was like one of those prime examples but, uh, yeah, and also I kind of want to do mention that the fact that uh, when Asian-American content kind of gets highlighted, whether it's in, like, a big platform or in a smaller platform, they're oftentimes very, like, insular. You know, it's, like, Asians talking about Asians. Right. Uh, but I feel like the fact that we uh, are two filmmakers, like, one, Salima is a black American a uh, female from California um kind of like gave the whole film a much more uh like a different tone and also a much like like a, like an introspective view that kind of came from the outside that made it that much more interesting and much more balanced yeah uh i don't know salima like do you do you have anything that you want to add about that
3: uh about me how my perspective as a black girl
0: Not being an Asian person, like making this film about Asian uh, American rappers, like different perspective. Oh yeah,
3: I mean, in terms of that, my perspective really just came from a filmmaking perspective because remember, I was I was doing this for my thesis, so I was learning how to make a film, Mm. and so I was learning about narrative, I was learning about structure, I was learning about story Mm. and flow and pace, and so my my thinking was, how can I tell a narrative arc with these four characters. And a lot of, uh, I, I almost had thrown history out of the window just because I felt like it almost bogged down the na- the narrative. And Jakey, who is on the inside, who does know the history and who knows that it gives context to what the characters are going through, really pushed for the history part. Mm-hmm. And I really pushed for the narrative part. <laughs> and so we ended up coming together and having this narrative that was shaped by the historical part, so the gin, you know, the, the parts about gin, the parts about um, the appropriation, the parts in the beginning of the film talking about the West Coast Filipinos and DJs. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, that is what gives color to the narrative, right. you know? And we didn't yeah. want it to be just a history channel story Which, um, that yeah. you can find, you know? So that, that was what the goal was and the thinking was behind it. I think right. you guys right. actually...
0: Sorry, go ahead, Minji. Oh, no, I
2: was just going to say, I think you guys executed that really well. That's what I appreciated about it. I, I was learning not only just about, like, the people, the human interest, but it was very much, yeah. like, educational too. And I like that because that makes everything that the people are going through
0: interesting, yeah. that yeah. much
2: more,
3: like, Exactly, exactly. Uh,
0: yeah, and, and also, like, one of the key components I feel like uh, that both Salima and I are very happy that we did was the part where the industry insiders were uh, i would say like critiquing or like judging or giving their <laughs> opinions about these artists in the film because the question that this film is trying to answer is why there hasn't been any successful asian american rapper and um, cuz a lot of people would always complain like even myself maybe or a lot of my friends is always because uh, the gatekeepers don't allow it so we kind of like brought these artists that we were covering to the gatekeepers yeah. to see if they really have what they have, what, they, what it needs I to love that. make it as an artist. And um, yeah, it also kind of interesting to kind of see the reaction from the artist after we showcased the film. Uh, they actually agreed, most of them, to what the gatekeepers had said.
2: Yeah, that's so Well, inter- I guess this kind of ties back to what we had originally been talking about with Bow Wow. With like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like this. Well, that ends sound totally cliche, but it's like that's a journey of an artist, right? Like you are creating something, mm-hmm. and it and it's inherently vulnerable because it's coming from your mind, heart, your brain, yeah. whatever. It's influenced by your experiences, your taste, your style, mm-hmm. whatever, and not whatever. But um, I mean, <laughs> but that 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 morphs all the time, especially the older you get, when you're like having some level of self awareness, and everybody everyone gains self-awareness and introspection at different rates and because of different things. Right. And I feel yeah. like that's reflected in your art. So like I was, I was noticing that like, because I, when I, when you guys are first talking with these artists at the two year prior mark, right. Yeah. Versus the end, there's a marked difference, like a huge difference yeah. between yes. who yes. they are, the people totally. and their style and everything. And I was like, that
3: that's beautiful. No one's ever, <laughs> no, one's ever no one's ever brought that up. This feel, this, uh, and I never even realized it until you just said it, is that like the at, towards the end, two years later, they just seem so much more at peace with themselves. Yes. Like, you yeah. know, whatever's going to happen, I'm going to work my hardest. Whatever happens, happens. But I just got to be
2: happy with myself. And funnily, I think that sometimes when you reach, I would say this to Marvin, was like, it's like all our lives in, in our uh, adolescence versus adulthood. It's just like sometimes when you just say, like, fuck it, you let it go.
1: Suddenly <laughs> yeah. that's
2: when everything kind of comes into place. But then that you totally. got you got to go through that that hardship or like who the hell you am gotta I? Got to delete
1: that Snapchat. Got to <laughs> delete <laughs> Snapchat.
2: Exactly.
1: Got to live your life. <laughs>
2: Participate in the bow out wow challenge because you accept you accept <laughs> the humor and the irony that we're all trying to like project a certain image of ourselves that might not be real. Um, exactly. But I, I'm curious though because like I noticed uh, I was really curious about how you guys came to finalizing these four four characters of these people. Um, as like the main subjects was that was something that you had started with Salima with intention or like Um, you had kind of discovered along the way
3: uh this the latter part uh, the latter uh it was discovered along the way I I always knew that I wanted dumbfounded to be uh the main character and and actually because it was a 40-minute documentary um I really just wanted dumbfounded to be my character that was it um and Jakey at the time was Rex Dizzy's manager, and Jakey was my key to all these other artists, right? And Jakey, I don't know if I told you this, but I was just like, okay, let me go shoot this guy, right? Because I think Jakey <laughs> was like, okay, can you come shoot my artist? And I'm like, ugh, I guess. Fine. Let me just go shoot. Get in there, see if he can give me some contacts or whatever, whatever. And so I go and Rex Dizzy ends up just being such a great character <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, he'll be in the film. So Rex Dizzy was the first one, I guess, cast. Mm. Um, and then um, I met um, yeah. Dumbfounded and Aquafina on the same night. Dumbfounded had a show. And um, so they were so after some thinking and after interviewing a bunch of other people, they were sort of cast. And then, the last person was actually going to be this kid, uh D- this uh, rapper Decipher. I don't know, you guys mm. know Decipher, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen his stuff. He's
3: Okay, he's from Philadelphia uh he's from Philadelphia and he now lives in Los Angeles. He's really good friends with all of the other characters. And um so I spent a lot of time with Decipher and his story was really interesting, but his story had already I felt like it had already happened and there wasn't anything for me to shoot. So um randomly, just randomly, um, lyrics hit me up. He was like, hey, why don't you come to uh, Virginia? I'll show you around and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just go interview. Because I wanted to do an interview with him anyway. Get out there. I didn't even have... I didn't even have sound equipment. Like, you'll notice in with his mother, there's no, there, the sound is terrible. Because I didn't even, I didn't think I was going to use lyrics as a character. His mother was so good. She said so many things that, like, made me want to cry. Yeah. That I was, like, lyrics has to be the last, the last person in this film. So he ended up being the, the, the fourth character. And um, it was great because, one, they were all so different. And I don't think we set out to look for different, care like different sounding characters but in, in terms of their music they're so different from each other yeah and they're at different points in their career and they were around each other a, a lot all the time because they were friends and they yeah. became even more friendly what you know once the movies you know started shooting so um I mean that was it was sort of, it was sort of like that and everything just came together like everything just came together after that
2: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The story behind the story. It was, fun. Story. That's it was really
3: fun. And, and it was, it was really fun. Cause I met like a lot of people like I'm, I, I used to be in love with, uh, uh, traffic when I was younger, like, <laughs> YouTube videos. And I remember interviewing him and just being so starstruck, but having to like hold it all in and, you know, just he's ask so professional smooth. questions.
2: Yeah. He'll yeah. You like, know, this is great. He's like, is you know? This is <laughs> like,
1: I remember at the, um, at the LA premiere that, um, it was the premier I don't. I think it was the LA premiere um, yeah, at the it festival. Was the festival. Um, we actually had Chops in the audience who was featured in in the in the um, documentary as <laughs> that well. That won the
2: Sprite contest. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was like, "What?" Because I met him like I met him like two. Yeah, three Chops. Years ago.
0: Chops has been like a, a mentor, OG, yeah, friend, it's... and um somebody that I personally looked up to as a kid. So it was, uh, you know, uh, we really <laughs> wanted him and so, his team to be like more closely affiliated with the film but yeah that you know like he had other like obligations that you know he couldn't really get involved but you know (laughs) know, he he has has but he's been but he's been always supportive like he would always come out to a screening or like The la
3: screening was lit man we had like dude we had far east movement was there shogunna (laughs) was there um Every, I mean, a lot of people, Jenny Yang, who I met there, she was awesome. She's my a girl. A whole bunch of people, The whole bunch of people were there, yeah, man. Was that was a, a great, part. and I think Dumbfounder was so excited. He was like brimming because <laughs> of his hometown. Like, I've never seen him that excited and like boyishly, oh. like nervous.
1: Yeah, because it was, it was at yeah, the CTV. And Plus, and it's
0: like his team. mom and his sister yeah. were there too, so.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. scene, that scene with his mom really like, that really <laughs> got me emotional. Was like. Damn. I don't know it's like it's Mother's Day time right now and I'm just like oh my god the
3: parents because that's Dude, a they, huge we should, cut out, we should cut out Mother's Day clips from Bad
2: Rap uh, for
3: a promo Funny okay, funny story,
2: because what I'm sharing is because Jenny Yang and I did a BuzzFeed video last year where we play Asian moms. And that was like my first viral video ever. <laughs> but like it just and I'm sorry, but lyrics mom. She's just like I was like, oh, my God, she's every Korean mother. I love her so much. I just want to hug her because she's saying everything my mom says. She's like, oh, I just let her do what she wants. It's it's fun for her, whatever. Like that's how my mom is now. She's like, okay, fine. You do it. <laughs> it's okay. But, that's cute. Yeah, no,
3: but cool. um uh, She definitely do that, man. I'm I'm actually gonna do right after this conversation, I'm cutting a, a short 15 second Mother's Day clip from Bad Rap. That nice.
2: evolution, though. But I, I think now, even um with like I don't know when is when is the, are you guys going to do any other screenings or is it just going to go straight to VOD
3: probably just straight to VOD okay. I mean uh, going to VOD I don't know if we're going to have any screenings I don't know if we have any in the pipeline but people can still hit us up if they want to do screenings
2: yeah because that would be fun I'm, yeah, I'm for so sure. sad I didn't see it in a theater <laughs> it was yeah.
1: it, it, it was a fun it was a fun screening was, you know
0: money talks so
1: <laughs> 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 holla at us yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of the Collabcast. Yeah, we have to cut it Thank off. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Salima Karoma and Jakey Cho, uh, the filmmakers of best. Bad Rap, the uh, can, documentary. Can we just uh,
0: make sure to uh, shout out the VOD availability just one more time?
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing right now.
0: <laughs> oh okay sorry be patient I'm sorry I'm just wearing my <laughs>
3: producer hat I'm just oh you, it, you know, yeah yeah <laughs> um, and, okay. if, 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 and the way you do it you have to be be more smooth you have to be oh don't forget to say that we're bad rap film <laughs> <gotta be> <laughs> no,
1: um, i just let you know, go. <laughs> the filmmakers of bad rap the documentary about Asian American <laughs> rappers um, featuring our friends um, Aquafina, Aquafina, Dumbfounded lyrics and rex tizzy um and
2: featuring a lot of other and a lot of other, other people friends, from other our community artists
1: um Jake, why don't you let us why not you tell us how people can find <laughs> this film next week
0: yeah man that was smooth um, yeah so uh, you, you know everybody could follow us on bad rap film b a d r i p film uh if you don't know how to spell a film just google it <laughs> uh and um you know like we are bad rap film on all social media platforms facebook's uh, instagram and twitter and youtube and uh we have def- i mean everybody's been not everybody but uh, you know like our supporters has been have been asking us about when is the film going to be available it is finally available for you to watch on may 23rd on itunes pre-order link is up right now so make sure you search bad rap on itunes right now if you're listening to this that's may 23rd so hope you guys enjoy it and make sure you uh review it and you know thumbs up like add five stars on that every <laughs> time you watch it so you know it's make sure you important.
1: do
2: that we know how important that is yeah. then hop on over and yeah. give Collab Collabcast five stars yeah as well.
1: you're you're on itunes already you might as well <laughs> um <laughs> and Jiggy, what are you guys um up to in the future anything coming up or just, oh, man. Just this?
3: <laughs> I am, I'm actually going um, into writing narratives. Oh. I uh, am writing... I, I want to go into television slash film um, in the narrative and tell stories about people like me, a.k.a. people, creatives of color or just, you know, black millennials because, you know, we got shit that we got to say and we have a perspective. So that yes. is what I'm working on right now. And then just, you know... Living my life, living my truth, knowing myself.
2: Unlike Bow Wow, he's on his way. He's on his way. He's part of. He's on his way. This is gonna. This <laughs> is gonna definitely make an impact. We know that this is yeah. <laughs> a moment
0: of reflection. Uh, uh, for me, like uh, you know, aside from making sure that everybody that's listening to this uh, downloads <laughs> Bad Rap on iTunes on May twenty third, uh, I have a, a couple different ventures. Um, you know, I actually oversee a sneaker boutique. In Brooklyn, which we have a very active social media presence as well as an online presence called Alumni. It's nice. like alumni of a graduate, like like a graduate, like alumni. That's the the name of the store is Alumni of NY. So I oversee that, and um, I, you know, if any, like you know, working on this whole film process has uh, awakened me. Uh, or actually taught me that making a film is possible from scratch nice. so it is definitely something that i want to continuously do i don't know if it's going to be a narrative or another documentary but you know i'm, I'm learning i'm trying to gather as much information as i can so i could uh, make more content available for the world awesome i love it
1: um like minji said when you go to itunes to watch bad rap on uh, next week on tuesday may 23rd It's a Tuesday, right? Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) swing by. You can subscribe to the clubcast on iTunes, on Google Play Music stitcher now Spotify you can find us on Spotify now as well that's new
2: you guys are on uh, one of our newer episodes because we just got invited and published on Spotify Ooh. so now you're reaching oh, like great. our, our much great. bigger <laughs> audience
1: yeah we're like yeah. Yeah. and we're um, featured we're great.
2: featured for apAM yeah
1: we're, in, we're on the apam hub it's yeah we're one of the awesome. featured
2: Asian voices so congratulations you know. thank yeah. you want to get the word yeah. out <laughs> gotta get the word out
1: um, those of you who want to reach the Collabcast with any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, you can email us at podcast at dot org. Um, we always love to hear from you. Um, thanks to G. Yamazao for use of his um, track uh, North CAC for this uh, month's intro and outro. That's Obsessed track.
2: with that song.
1: Um, again, um, one more time, just for Jakey. Um, you can find Bad Rap on iTunes <laughs> on May 23rd. Pre-order now. And um, yeah, thank you guys for coming. Thank you for talking with us. This and flew by. I have yeah. so many more
2: questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll hit you guys up next time yeah. we get to uh, go to New York. You're, you're heading there soon, right?
2: I'm in New York next month. Awesome.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, make
0: sure you holla at us. Oh, also, <laughs> I just want to give a quick shout out to Lauren uh, from San Francisco Lord that actually Lee. made this introduction for us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like she actually came to our uh, cam screening uh, earlier this year, and uh, she just passed her collaboration business card. <laughs> and, just work at it girl Tony work Tony it
2: lauren nice. like, uh,
0: network, network. At her, like you know if we ever need anything and led to this opportunity to be on this wonderful podcast yeah So i want to make sure that she gets a shout out and i want to thank you guys for showing us so much love yeah I sure. thank, thank you guys, you guys, guys for making, making this yeah. this for, is yeah.
2: an important piece of, of of culture for us to like get this out
1: we should do a screening for for our staff here
2: i think we should yeah, yeah.
1: We'll do a private screening. Yeah, Uh make sure you download it, though. (laughs) I'm going to buy it on the 23rd.
2: I support Beyonce, (laughs) Kendrick, and Bad Rap.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. uh, And for the rest of you listening out there in podcast land, we'll see you all next week on the Cloudcast. Bye, guys.
0: Bye. Bye. I'm the truth, man, you lookin' real false. Whenever I hit the booth, I come out to an applause. If I'm talking to my crew, you heard a sudden draw. Yo, I ain't talking to you, stop dropping the ball. I be racking with
1: y'all, I be off of the wall. A pit bull off the leash, I keep locking my jaws. I see a cop at the mall, I see a cop at the vault. Peter picking a fight, I can see the Viking in y'all. One of my punchlines
0: are where your Viking in off. I know I'm frightening it, y'all, long as a mic is involved. Relocated to Cali, but I ain't liking the smog. I'm a Southern North star, I be the light in the dark.